Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. It's Louis Bulzami back with you again. And for the first time in just over two months, we're actually going to be talking about something that is not related to COVID-19. So our series of grant episodes, for the time being at least, has come to an end. And we are going to now get back to discussing more of the topics that are commonplace for people and businesses who we serve proudly. So today's episode, going into the Wayback Machine, not too far back, only back to May of this year, where I sat down with Director Noel Costa to discuss the DISC profile, which is a personal assessment tool used by more than 1 million people every year to help improve teamwork, communication and productivity in the workplace. And what does this stand for? Dominance, influence, steadiness and conscientiousness. This is an extract taken from our May 27th, 2021 episode entitled Managing People. Hope you enjoy it. So what we've done, to do, we've had to dive in and find some tools to assist not only us within our business, but also with our clients. Yeah, and one of those tools that's come across the table in recent times is the, the DISC profile. We're not talking about slipping a disc in your back. You know, that's pretty painful. We're actually talking about something that will be very, very helpful and, uh, and be able to be very soothing for business owners. The, the DISC profile. So D for dominance, I for influence, S for steadiness, and C for compliance. Uh, just to dig deep into each of those four pillars of DISC, Noel. Yeah. So as, as by way of background, um, there was a, a chap called um, Marsden around 100 years ago, really categorized behavioral styles into four categories. And, and what that does is that it really depicts on how we behave and react to certain situations, not only in our natural state, but also in our work state. So, so we have some behavioural traits which demonstrate that people are highly dominant, So, which means they appear impatient. These are the people that may tend to interrupt and make fast decisions and, and want to be in control. That represents around about 5% of the, the population, the pure D styles. The other, so there's three remaining styles that, highly influential style. So these are the people that like to talk a lot. They're more open and friendly. They just like being alone. And, and they, um, they're very animated and, and have great persuasive skills. The third category is, is the highly steady team member. So this is the, the team member that likes close personal relationships, very persistent, prefer to work in small teams and, and tend to be very easygoing. The final category is the, the high compliance. We call them the high C style. They're very cautious in actions, very logical. They like organisation and structure, and these people seek perfection. So within these four categories, they're further split up into 44 different components, which, which through the tool really assist us to, to analyse the behavioural style of, of the team member. Yeah, so does it, you feel like there's a bit of an overlap to some of the, uh, the leadership styles as well, or management styles, you know, you've got autocratic, who's pretty much, you know, do as I say, and that's it, it's, there's no... Uh, bones about that or more democratic was kind of a bit of a hybrid yeah all right i'll still have the final say but you know you guys can still have your input or the uh, the lays fair where it's more like all right i'm just overseeing everything but i trust what my team can do do you see that that a fair bit of what what comes out of this can uh, overlap in that too from a leadership perspective well it does because we develop that level of self-awareness of our own behaviors and with that so once we understand our own behaviors and we then we can understand our natural behaviors of our team members we learn how to communicate to each other more effectively. 
and we also become better leaders in the workplace. And really the takeaway here is that, well, why have we found DISC to be a valuable tool? It's clear to us that it can help us become better leaders and better employers in the workplace. It's actually a terrific career coaching tool to increase the self-awareness of the team member and to also assist them on their journey to become a future leader. It's a, it's a really great tool to manage conflict in the workplace because, and maybe we'll just deep dive into this, this point a little bit more, because I'll just come back to the fact that there's traits and behaviours that we have that we express that, that just, just, just may tend to rub the other team member the wrong way because they have a different behavioural profile and it's nothing to do with being a good or bad person. That's, that's, this isn't nothing to do with that. It's really about how we react to certain situations. So in terms of understanding uh, that, that component is, is really critical and, and often a breakdown in the team is conflict and, and as business leaders it's difficult to manage. But with the tool, then we can use this as a very strong guide to say, well, you know, this is natural. So when, when, when you're speaking to, to team members that may be having a conflict, well, this is natural, guys, because of your behavioural profiles, you're going to clash. So if you both know you're going to clash on these matters, you can curve the way you react and you curve the language that you use so that you can get along because you're both good people and outside work you look like you're good friends, but, but you clash. So let's manage that so we can get what we need to get done and create a high-performing environment. Exactly. It's almost like white line fever if you want to use another footy term. As soon as you cross that boundary line, all of a sudden, bang, you're changing to something else. Like when you're taking on your opponents out there, you, you, you're in the heat of the battle, you hate them, you just want to scrag them down. But then as soon as the siren goes, you shake hands and you're good friends. So it's just probably, yeah, you're right. It's, it's about uh, trying to manage that. So that way you don't have too much of a, uh, a disconnect between who you really are and as a person and who you are as a worker. In the, in the workplace, you want to be able to have a good uh, healthy blend and balance of the two. Yeah, that's right. And as soon as we've, we're building stronger working relationships and we're feeling good about ourselves, aren't we? But by default, the morale of the organisation lifts. And it's all fine and we can all say, oh, that, that all sounds great and all, you know, we can hold hands and sing songs all day and it's all going to be great. Kumbaya. <laughs> but we know as, as a business leader and growing a team from around 15 to 40, mm. um, it comes with pain and... The pain is managing very good people so that they all do click and get along and, and it's difficult to, to achieve 100%. Mm. But if we continually work towards building that stronger team environment where there's stronger relationships and, and it can really add to a great work environment. And ultimately, what are we trying to do? We're trying to ensure that our customers or our product is the best that it can be so that everyone can be rewarded for their effort and time that they're putting in at work. Exactly. And then, and with that comes a, a true sense to your customer base or in our case a client base that, yeah, this is a great team. It's all in unison. They're all cohesive and they're all loving what they do because they can see it. They can feel it. If we've got great unity and connection internally, it's going to just show and, glow, and absolutely glow externally. Well, it is. And to take a, a famous phrase from Richard Branson was that you keep your team happy, your customers are going to be happy by default. And, and, and that is in simple terms what this is about. And, and by devising a tool, which you know, it, it involves a 10 to 15 minute online questionnaire that team members prepare. From that, it produces a, a report, a quite a detailed report, but this is self-assessed. So the tool is a, is a self-assessment. So we, we, we complete our own questionnaire 
Um, I've completed one of these myself, and, and you sort of look back and reflect and say, okay, so these are the areas that I'm now aware of or how I behave in certain situations. And in some cases, they might, that might not be very effective in a, in a work or team environment. And, and as business owners, we are emotionally charged. We're, we're emotionally invested in our business. And when things don't go right, maybe some examples where we overreact because we're, we're emotionally charged. So, but it's, if you're aware of how you react to certain situations, you can really then identify where we can improve become more effective as leaders. That's it. It's absolutely paramount. Just uh, having that, uh, that's a key buzzword about all this is that awareness, just making sure that you know what's going on before making a, a rash decision. But uh, going back to the tool, the DISC tool. So once again, dominance, influence, steadiness, and compliance. Everyone loves a good example. You know, just in case uh, things get a little bit lost in the shuffle, let's go through a pretty simple one. So four people in an elevator and is the doors a, is closed. This, is this a joke? It's a joke. Well... <laughs> Well, you make up your own mind on it, but anyway, there's four people in the elevator and the doors close. As they close, one last person wants to hop in. So you look at the uh, the dominant person, the D style, they'll be going, make up your mind, get in, stay out, but whatever, just let's go, hurry up, close the doors, just that's it, non-negotiable with them. The the influencer, or the I style, they'll hold the door open, they'll be very, uh, be more like chivalry in the good old days, you know, chivalry's not dead, saying, you know, come on in, there's more than enough room, forget about the weight limit, just get on in, I'm happy to accommodate all. The, uh, the steadiness approach or the S-style, they quietly just move to the back, just giving the space to accommodate a new person. They just say nothing, no fuss about them. All right, I'll just shuffle over. And then the, uh, the compliance style, the C-style, they've always got to do all the calculations. They've got to analyse everything, look at the weight limit and number of people in and to, to worry about if they're going to exceed it. And then if they do, they might say something and be polite about it or uh, give the look on their face, Mm-mm, I don't think they can come in. So there's, there's a little bit of example of the, the different kind of styles there. Well, it is, and... And the other thing too is that we have our natural state and then we have our state where we call it adaptive state where we're at work and we tend to react maybe a bit more differently at work because, because of the sense of responsibility and we just need to get things done, don't we? So, so at, in the workplace, um, we can tend to have a different style and, and this tool identifies that, that change in style when, when it's in a work environment or when things need to be, to be done. So, so I suppose it, it, you know, we, have, we have team members here who are accredited provide this type of advice. We're assisting business leaders with it. We're assist, assisting leadership groups with this type of uh, analysis to become better. Um, in our firm, we've, we have overlaid that across the, the whole team. Um, and so, but what it does, number one, it increases that, that level of self-awareness. And from there, then you can start really building some strategies to improve how we communicate to each other, how we act, and, and also forms, and you can start using phrases like, look, this is how, this is how we roll around here. This is, this is how we react to certain situations. And, and you can almost make a bit of a bunt or a bit of a joke about some behaviours which are outside the sort of the, the culture of the firm and, and, um, and just sort of use it as a bit of a, an anchor point in terms of, yeah, okay, well, that's, that's a bit of a, because you're a high eye, that's why. Your office is so messy. Mm. <laughs> you know, well, that explains it. So, back, you know, yeah. if they're a high eye and they've got a messy office, well, that's yep. just that's just part of that that person's behavioural trait. And so, so that person can then, okay, geez, okay, so now I can, I'm aware of it. This is the reason why. What am I going to do about it? So that's an example of how that can be applied. That was Managing Director Noel Costa taking you through each of the four different behavioural traits that make up the DISC profile and how a better understanding of each of them 
as well as how they fit each different person in your workplace can help not only improve the operational efficiency of your workplace, but most critically can help improve and strengthen the relationships and communication you have with your people. In keeping with the Managing People theme, I'll get Noel back into the studio for our next episode where he will share his insights into how we have managed and how we continue to manage people during the COVID pandemic. So certainly tune in for that one, given it's as relevant as relevant gets and we're not quite out of the woods yet with regards to COVID-19. So definitely be sure to be ready for that episode when it drops in a couple of weeks' time. This is Louis Bulzomi for Southern Cross Business Advisors, Shooting for the Stars podcast. Remember, our clients all have life goals and we're here to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye.